We are in Deuteronomy, starting in chapter 9. Deuteronomy is really cool because it applies so directly to our lives. Um, Moses is talking to the people of Israel right before they cross into the promised land, but he's, he's you know, speaking to them here about um, kind of big picture, who they are, what God is doing, why he's doing it, and it just applies so well to our lives. So it's easy to read this and, and, and get a picture of kind of the greatness of God, our need for God, and, uh, and his incredible grace towards us. So he begins by saying, you know, don't worry that these uh, sons of Anakim, these uh, uh, or sons of Anakim, sons of Anak, uh, that these that they're huge, that they're scary, that they have big, you know, big forts, big walls. Um, the God, okay, I forget if I'm doing first person or third person, God or I am going to drive them out. Um, and he says, don't think in your heart, God has driven them out because you are so great. That's human temptation is to get prideful and say, ha ha. We're so great. God is with us. He says, no, I'm driving them out because they're evil. And I am with you. You are blessed so long as you walk with me. Don't forget what I did to, to you in the wilderness when you disobey. Don't forget my wrath. And Moses says, I, you remember, I went up the mountain with the, with the stones, came down with the Ten Commandments, and, and you were just rebelling, you know, ridiculously. Moses reminds them that God wanted to destroy all of you, but I prayed for you and, and he didn't do it, but you were so rebellious. Do not think in your heart, you are a great and mighty people, and that's why he's giving you this land. And so Moses said, I, you know, I smashed the Ten Commandments. I, I knelt down before God again. I neither ate bread nor drank water for 40 days because of your sin. And so again, we see Moses is this picture of Jesus that we were living in sin and still are, are, until we are perfectly matured, there's, there's still our, our flesh uh, craves for the, um, Craves for the world, craves for our own ways, craves uh, for anything and everything against God, in, in each in our own particular way. Um, and so Jesus came to be the sacrifice to make perfect union for us. And so that picture of, you know, Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. Here Moses is saying, I spent 40 days and 40 nights, neither just like Jesus, neither eating bread or drinking water, just petitioning the Lord on your behalf. And so that, that picture is really clear. And so Moses is ending this chapter by saying I, you know, how, how exactly he prayed to God. He said, Lord, if you destroy them, you know, Egypt is going to say, what kind of God is this that brings people out just to destroy them? And he ends with a, basically worshiping the Lord and saying, Yet they are your people, even your inheritance, whom you have brought out by your great power and your outstretched arm. And that's the reality. It's the glory of God that has provided for everything. 
and we move on chapter chapter 10 starts with uh, making two tablets and again as, as always with all these I'm just reading through them and commenting I'm not doing heavy research but something really just as I just read the first couple of verses stood out to me and I don't know if I went back earlier uh, in the Torah and read it if, if this is exactly how it went but the way it reads here is God said, okay, cut out two more tablets of stone, and I'm going to put put my law on it again, um, and make an ark of wood for yourself. And so what's sticking out to me right now is it's kind of like a new day. It's a new, you can look at it as Old, command, Old Testament, New Testament. You can look at it as the many times that the, or I should say Old Covenant, New Covenant, but as we've talked before, there are lots of covenants. So that's a, it's, I don't like that way of thinking of old, one Old Covenant and one New Covenant because God has given multiple covenants with his people. Um, but, but this idea of a new day, of a new, a new chance, a new people, um, because here he's, he's given the tablets again, which signifies his law, but now he's given the ark in order to put it in, which signifies his presence amongst the people. And so I see this kind of clearly as a picture of a, a new living reality of God with his presence with us. And I, I you know, I, I believe strongly that, um, we're coming into a day where, um, the Feast of Tabernacles is fulfilled, where the presence of the Lord is with his mature sons in a way that has just never existed before. And you have to reference those those parts of Scripture for me, talking in more detail about that. But um, the... Uh, and that, that I don't know that that's just uh, I just I'm just seeing that symmetry here in these first couple of verses. So Moses continues. So I, I you know I made the ark. I put the commandments in the ark, and then he just goes on to to talk about the history. Uh, Aaron died. We went from this place to that place. The sons of Levi were set apart to carry the ark of the covenant and to serve him and to bless in his to serve him and to bless in his name until this day. Um, and Levi doesn't have an, a portion of the inheritance because God himself is his inheritance. Again, this is a, a key, a kingdom of priests. God is our inheritance. Um, when Jesus and, and the, the New Testament talk about the kingdom, they talk about three different levels of the kingdom. Um, they talk about seeing the kingdom. They talk about entering the kingdom. They talk about inheriting the kingdom. And... Um, you know, here it, it points out to Levi's inheritance being God Himself, um, and we we should long for um, basically our whole life being God Himself, being His kingdom, that being our inheritance. If we if we live for Him, that's the greatest fulfillment of this life. And so Moses makes a profound statement. It's very simple, but it's profound in its difficult in this life to live it but he says after he says again that you know i spent 40 days and 40 nights in the mountain and then god said go and, and journey and possess the land and moses says now israel what does the lord your god require from you but to fear the lord your god to walk in all his ways and love him and to serve the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul 
and to keep the Lord's commandments and his statutes, which I am commanding to you today for your good. I mean, Jesus pretty much quotes this later on, the the simplicity of life, worship God, follow him, keep to his ways. He says, behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the highest heavens, the earth and all that is in it. It's all his. And he wants you to inherit everything. So worship him, live for him. And then this is, this is the reality you will enter into. You start as a baby. Uh, Galatians 4 talks about, you know, when you're a son in a great house in this world, um, when he's a baby, he still has to do what the servants tell him to do. But he's going to grow up. He's, he's an inheritor of everything. And so you are an inheritor of everything. But too many people look at that as being something for after they die. And that misses the whole point. God wants a people alive in this world who inherit his ways, his love, his wisdom, his righteousness, so that they can share it with all of creation, so that you can share with all of creation. And what is the key to doing this? Worship God with all your heart, with all your soul, and keep the Lord's commandments and his statutes, which I'm commanding for you today. Um, Worship God, follow God, seek God, and all this will be worked out. Uh, Again, very simple, not necessarily easy, because the world, our flesh, fight against these things constantly. Then he goes on to say, um, yet your fathers, um, did the Lord set his affection to love them, and he chose their descendants after them. Um, so he's, he said, you're chosen, but circumcise your hearts. And so it, it's maybe a little ironic here because they haven't been circumcising themselves in the wilderness. They're about to once Joshua takes them across. They, I don't know why they fell down on that um, commandment given to Abraham, but, but they hadn't been doing that. And But the, but the people are going to become very, in, in the time of uh, Paul, this in the time of the new church, uh, circumcising becomes a really big deal. There's people called Judaizers that say in order to follow after Jesus, you have to follow the law, which means circumcising yourself. And Paul says uh, it's about circumcision of the heart, um, not not the body. The body doesn't matter. You 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 go through that pain, it heals, and then you never think about it again. Uh, but if your heart is circumcised then you will continually follow after the Lord. And it comes straight here from Moses, verse 16, chapter 10, verse 16. So circumcise your heart and stiffen your neck no longer. Moses says, there's no better king for you than God. He is great, mighty, and awesome. He doesn't show partiality. You can't bribe him. Uh, He has justice for the orphan and the widow. Uh, He has love for the alien by giving him food and clothing. So show your love for the aliens. As people come and visit, uh, you know, show them, uh, be, be generous hosts. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and cling to him. And he shall swear, and you shall swear by his name. He is your praise and he is your God who has done these great and awesome things for you, which your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt and 70 persons in all. And now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of heaven. So again, you weren't a people that deserve this, but God has chosen you and God has blessed you. And so live according to that, uh, that honor and that glory, which is 
God with us. And that's it for 10. We'll move on to... So Moses starts out 11 by saying again, uh, Love the Lord your God. Keep his charge, his statutes, his ordinances, his commandments. Keep according to his ways. Uh, and, and no, I'm not speaking here to a people that don't know how great is our God. You have experienced this here in the wilderness. Um, you've, you've been disciplined by the Lord. His greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arms, and his signs, and his works, which he did in the midst of Egypt to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and all his land, and what he did to Pharaoh's army. He said, you've seen this. So what excuse do you have to not follow after him? This reminds me of Jesus saying, um, you know, he's talking to his disciples, saying, you've seen this. So, yeah, blessed are you who see. But then Jesus takes it a step further. Blessed are you who don't see. But the reality, and so God does have tremendous grace when we are at first coming to him because we haven't seen. As we seek him, follow him, and do this, he, he, we do see him at work in our lives. And, um, and as we begin to see that and our faith is sort of strengthened in the reality of God working in our lives, um, and if, you know, if you haven't seen this, seek the Lord because that this is part of living with him is we should see him and in some, it's different for everybody what that means, but we should see him at work in our lives. And, uh, and then and then we have that that strengthens our faith because now we're not believing in a concept, but we're living in a living God that we have experienced the reality of life with Him. And so Moses is saying something similar. You you saw Him at work. Why why wouldn't you worship Him and walk with Him? Look what He's done for you. And Moses recounts a lot of the victories and 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 the some rebellions of the people of God. He just like this is the reality you came from. But here's the reality you're coming into. You're coming into an amazing land. It's not a difficult land like Egypt that you came from. It's a beautiful land of hills, of, of uh, um, hills and valleys. I thought it said something about, uh, I don't know, I was picturing vineyards. <laughs> Maybe I made that up. A land flowing with milk and honey, certainly. And uh, he, he's saying the rain of heaven is going to come down. Like the uh, God cares for you. You just walk in his blessing and he's going to bless you. He says, love the God with all your heart and all your soul. And he will give you the rain in its season. The early rain and the latter rain. That you may gather your grain, your new wine, and your oil. Again, this is just a, a picture of of every blessing in this life. As, as we seek him and walk with him, he blesses us and provides for us. Now that, that you know, in, depending on the season and, and how he's disciplining us, that might certainly include difficulties in this life in order to help us to mature and grow just as we discipline our kids uh, for their own good. Um, but it's always for our own good so that we grow and always when we look back and see what we've gone through, we realize, wow, God is good. He, you know, he's brought me so much closer to him and everything he's taken me through has been for my good. So Moses is just hammering home the point again and again. If you walk with the Lord, obey his commandments, he is going to bless you. He's going to take all these nations that are greater and mightier than you and he's going to remove them from you. And he goes over, here's what your your borders are going to be. And they're, you know, they're very big compared to a people that has nothing. He's giving them a, a great and wonderful land. And actually, if you look at 
you know, to the river of Euphrates, Euphrates, they've never in, uh, had all that. Uh, I don't think with Solomon, I mean, there's a giant desert in between them and Euphrates, but uh, they never had all that land. But he's saying, I, I'm, I'm giving this all, this is all your possession. If you walk with me, I will remove every enemy so that you have all this, which is a, a huge, vast territory. And again, this, this relates to the promise of God. The promises of God are greater than even what we can imagine. So see how I link that up? <laughs> uh, whatever we have today, he promises more. We just, but he he requires more. He has a plan of a people that know him and represent him. Which shouldn't that be our plan too? To know him more fully, to represent him and walk with him, and that is his plan for us. That is his calling, his blessing, his promise, uh, but also his direction to us. And Moses kind of ends with saying, "Look, the, this promise of God it comes with both blessing and curse." If you walk according to this ways, he's going to bless you immeasurably. You turn away from him and you're going to be cursed. That's just the reality of life. He made us to worship him. If we walk with him, we're blessed. If we turn away from him, we're cursed. And that can show itself in varying ways. That can take decades to develop. But that that truth is uh, everlasting in this world. I mean, there will come an, another world at some point and And... It'll it'll be only those who've chosen to follow him and, and living in eternal blessing. But in this life, there there's always this dichotomy, this choice of how we live. And he says, look, I want the best for you. Live according to the way that I've made you to live and you will be blessed. And uh, you shall possess it and live. You shall be careful to do all statutes and judgments, which I am setting before you today. And then uh, we'll finish up with chapter 12. In 12, he starts getting specific about the law and what they are to do as they enter this land. He says, um, you carefully observe my law when you're in the land and utterly destroy all the places where the nations whom you dispossess serve their gods. So all the high places, altars, temples, everything you find of, of these other gods, destroy them. Uh, on the high mountains or under every green tree, destroy their altars and smash their sacred pillars and burn them. You, you see today... It, it, the mixture, the people of God mixing with the world, it has always been a problem. So it's not like it's a new problem, but there are there are kind of uh, ebbs and flows uh, when people get more fervently turned towards the Lord uh, and and more fervently turn away from the Lord. Um, and we see that scripturally, we see that historically since the scriptures were, were finished. But... Um, He's, it's serious to God that we live for and through and according to him and his ways, not that we not mix with the ways of the world. Um, you know, he says God is establishing a, a place. So at this point, it's a tent, uh, a tabernacle, and later on it'll be a temple. But he's saying this is where you bring your contributions, your offerings, uh, your firstborn, your... Um, sacrifices, your tithes, um, your free will offerings, everything, this is where you bring them, not to these other high places. Bring them to me. And there also shall be your great feasts and festivals that, that you're, you're feasting and, fe and enjoying the blessing according to me and my ways, that you're doing it together with me, not going according to your own ways. He's, he says, he, you know, he's saying even here right now, you, you people do what's right in your own eyes instead of doing 
what's right. And, and when you read the scriptures and the history of Israel, this, that, that way, that verse, or no, that saying is, is repeated over and over again. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. And Moses is saying, here, don't do that. That's, that's what, the, what the curse follows. He's going through, you can eat in your own house, just do not eat the blood. The life is in the blood. And then he says, in the tithe and the offerings, that's not something you eat in your own house. You bring that as an offering. Um, don't forsake the Levite. Make sure you're providing for him because he's providing for you spiritually. The uh, God ends and Moses ends with um, really repeating what he said earlier. Um, so I, I'm not going to hammer the same point. I've gone longer than I prefer. Um, but he's it's basically saying, worship me and not other gods and their ways. Don't take on their ways, but take on my ways. That is it for today. God bless you.